This is Jameson Morton, and you're listening to Legalist Rainmaker Podcast, where we interview attorneys at top law firms about how they made partner. Our guest on the podcast today is Matthew Fender, a newly minted partner at McGuire Woods. Matt lives in Richmond, Virginia, and works as a trial lawyer and commercial litigator. Matt, welcome to the show. Could you start us off by telling us a bit about your firm and your practice? Sounds good. Well, so I work at McGuire Woods LLP. Uh, Our firm is, I don't know, 135 years old or something like that. Um, Was originally founded in Charlottesville, Virginia, but it now expanded to be all over the country and in several places overseas. Um, We're a full-service law firm. I think we've got uh, somewhere north of 1,000 lawyers at this point. It fluctuates a little bit, but um, in a number of offices, and we can handle pretty much whatever kind of legal work comes along. Um, In my practice, I'm a litigator. I've been doing that ever since law school, and I focus primarily on commercial litigation. Um, That means usually contract disputes between businesses. Um, I focus a good amount on insurance recovery. We represent only uh, policyholders, someone who's seeking to recover money from an insurer, either in court or in arbitration. Um, And I also do a decent amount of real estate litigation, um, often involving commercial leases or title or easement issues or those kinds of things. And sometimes I'll get pulled in by our real estate department to advise on, on those sorts of issues. That's awesome. And I know before becoming a lawyer, you worked for Microsoft, and I believe it was in sales and consultancy. Was that helpful for your legal career? You know, are there any parallels? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, so I was in the computer business before I went back to to school, and I, uh, you know, I liked it a lot. At that time, there was a lot changing. Uh, I felt like we were making a big impact in terms of rolling systems out and, uh, and really doing some things that were transformative for people's business. So that was certainly exciting. Um, in terms of how it's affected the practice of law, I mean, to some extent, right, I was sort of in the services business. I worked for Microsoft Consulting Services, and so we were an outwardly focused consulting organization that was there to support the sale of software. And so that gave me some great insight into what a professional services business looks like, and that's ultimately what a law firm is. So to that extent, um, it was great experience to help build that foundation. But it also gave me some great insight into what it means to be in business and to have a product and to sell the product and generate revenue. And that helps me, I think, not all, not only in the business of law, but also in helping to understand uh, my clients' businesses. You know, and the thing about litigation is it's often something different. You know, every case, case comes in and, you know, you talk with a client and one of the things you have to do is understand their business so that you can help understand what their goals are and how you can achieve them. So I think that uh, having been in business prior to law school has, uh, has helped me a good bit in that regard. Absolutely. And Matt, you know, another interesting fact about your career is that you've devoted a lot of energy to pro bono work. Could you tell us why you made that commitment? And also, how has that shaped your legal career? Yeah, so I'm a huge advocate of pro bono. And whenever um, new lawyers join the firm, as a matter of fact, a, a fellow came by today who was just himself, and I, I shook his hand and was talking with him a little bit. And, and before the end of the conversation, I steered it around to, so have you thought about doing pro bono? Um, and I, again, I can't say enough about it. I mean, I, as, a, as, a, as a young person, I don't think I knew anybody who was a lawyer. And I sort of held lawyers up in sort of an awe. It was this sort of lofty you know, thing that was just kind of otherworldly. And it it really gives you an amazing ability to impact people's lives, right? If if you aren't a lawyer and don't know any lawyers, and you find yourself with a legal problem, it, it it's almost insurmountable sometimes to try to understand the legal system, the court system, the law, and how you might resolve that problem. And things that we take for granted as trained lawyers 
are very difficult problems for other people. So you, you, you have this tremendous ability by having a law license and a legal education to solve those problems. And so, um, you know, we, our ethical standards generally in most states say that we have a duty um, to give back and to do a certain amount of pro bono work. And I would suggest that in addition to it just being the right thing to do, um, it's also a tremendous benefit to your career. Um, for most people, especially if you started a big firm, you know, you're going to end up working in kind of a supporting role in a lot of things initially, doing some working on discovery and drafting and research and those, those kinds of tasks. And those are very important and they're foundational and it's what we, we need people to do. But if you take on a pro bono case, you've got an opportunity to sort of jump the line a little bit and really run with it. You know, there's no lack of, of great worthy cases out there. And suddenly you're the lead lawyer. You're the first chair. You're the one that's standing up in court. You're the one that's going to try the case. You're the one that's meeting with the client. You're the one that's going to set the strategy and make the decisions. And so I cannot say enough how much I encourage uh, young lawyers to get involved in pro bono because it's, it's the right thing to do and it's good for your career. That's a very inspiring take on pro bono. And I think a lot of our listeners will take it to heart. Moving along, I know you may partner very recently in McGuire Woods. Was there a specific case that led you to becoming a partner, or was it more of a culmination of years of good work? I think probably the latter. You know, as I watch my career, you know, grow and develop, I've um, I've just tried to really be a, a team player, support the firm, understand what the firm's goals are, and and work to be a part of that. You know, I've um, I've done different kinds of work over time, and as my my practice has really developed into commercial litigation. Um, you know, I can't speak to, you know, what motivated anybody to do anything, but I, uh, I, I like to think that, I, that I've just been able to, to do good work and, and more importantly, uh, move towards developing business, which is really what everybody ultimately wants to see. Um, so I was very, very honored and, uh, and gratified uh, for that to be recognized. Awesome. And speaking of developing clients, what are your top tips for associates who want to build a long-lasting and robust book of business? <laughs> Gosh, uh, I'm not sure I'm entirely qualified to answer that, that question, but let me... Uh, let me say this. I, I think that ultimately your, your best source of business is your existing clients, right? If you're, if you're at a big firm, you're working with large organizations, frequently they're going to have more than one in-house lawyer. They're going to have in-house business people, and you're going to be working with those folks. So, you know, get to know them. Help them succeed. Understand what their goals are and how they define success, you know, it's a lot of times it may not be what you think, but figure out what their goals are and help them meet those goals. Be the lawyer that they want to call, and pretty soon they'll be calling you. You know, the people above you, as, as you move, move forward in the firm, people retire, people move on. Your, your goal is to advance within the firm, and as you do that, you can grow with those, those people that are in-house at your existing clients. So that's one piece. That's kind of – I'd like to think of that as sort of the base, you know. And then the other piece, of course, is over time your peers from law school – and the people that you've worked with at your firm that have maybe moved on, they're going to start taking in-house jobs at current and potential clients. So keep in touch with those folks however you can. Call them up. Have lunch with them. Um, you know, get, just spend time with them and, and, you know, help them with their problems. Maybe one of those folks calls you with a question, you know, that you're not going to get paid for. It's not going to turn into a case, but you just help them out. Uh, that kind of stuff always comes back around. Um, every successful marketer I know, whether in the legal profession or any other business, makes it a habit to help other people succeed by making introductions. If one friend or maybe a business associate mentions to you that, hey, I need an architect to design an addition on my house, or I need a good mechanic to work on my car, or maybe I just need a new dry cleaner or something, you know, connect them up with whoever you use, or better yet, a friend or a business associate who's in that business. 
you know, and make just make that connection, right? Because you're helping them both. And you're not going to immediately get a financial benefit from that. But those kind of things come back around. And I think the same thing really applies in the legal business too, right? Everybody who's been in practice any length of time has gotten the phone call to handle a matter that you couldn't take because you had a conflict um, or for whatever reason, it wasn't something that you could do. Well, make that referral, you know, keep a list, you know, who do I send people to when I have a traffic matter? Who do I send some people to when somebody wants a simple will or, what, or whatever it is? Um, and that stuff's going to come back to you as well. Just be known as, as somebody who does that, um, and it can be tremendously valuable. And then finally, there's one more thing I would say, and that, that is this. I think the most important thing is just to practice law with integrity. Uh, do the right thing, even if it costs you money or doesn't get you your immediate gratification. Uh, treat other people like you want to be treated. Because it's a long game, and at the end of the day, as lawyers, all we have to sell is ourselves, and your reputation is all you got. Yeah, that seems to be a recurring theme on the podcast, the importance of maintaining good relationships. So kind of related to that, what do you think are the most common mistakes young associates make en route to partnership? Do you think it's coming short at relationship building? Well, let me say this. I don't know that I entirely have enough experience to answer this question, but I've certainly seen folks uh, that hurt themselves in various ways. You know, is that both at my firm and others? Um, I think the most important thing is to just support your firm and its clients. You know, mm-hmm. get get on board with the, what the firm wants you to do and where the firm is going. Uh, you know, be a team player, work hard, do what's asked of you. And you know, if that's researching and writing a brief or it's doing document review, you know, I do, I've done an awful lot of that in my career, and I'll probably do more. Um, that's that's kind of what. Law practice is about, right? You're not going to do well in the courtroom if you didn't do all the work ahead of time to get there, uh, to prepare. The difference between prepared and unprepared is the difference between winning and and losing. But do what's asked of you and also simultaneously ask for more responsibility in turn, right? You're going to have to turn the midnight oil a little bit. Um, But in addition to, you know, doing great work on your cases and trying to get to do more stuff, you know, volunteer to help with marketing pitches, you know, because at the end of the day, um, the way you're going to get ahead, lots of people can do great work. The ability to develop business um, is oftentimes going to be the difference between long-term success and failure. So volunteer to help with marketing pitches. Do research on prospective clients, right? Even if you're not going on the pitch, if somebody just needs somebody to do some writing or do some research or work it up, jump in on that. Do everything you can to get together with the people that are good at developing business and learn from them. Um, another great tip, of course, if you're in a larger firm, get to know people in your firm beyond those that you're assigned to work with. I've certainly seen people come in and get very siloed um, and only work with an immediate team. And then you never know down the road, maybe that work, you know, goes away or shifts or transitions or something changes. Um, The client's needs change and you're not in a position to to be flexible and move with it. You know, all of us have seen our practices evolve and that's going to continue to happen. So, you know, a great thing to do is get to know other people in the firm in other departments, on other floors, um, because those people are potential sources of work. And as you work and and get to be known more broadly, that's only going to help you succeed in the firm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing these great tips. And Matt, I have one last question for you. Have you used litigation funding before? And do you see it having a place in the legal world? Yeah. So I'm incredibly excited about litigation funding. Um, It's something that I'm really fired up about this year. And I've set some goals for myself about really trying to get in front of people. Um, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, to, to represent some folks that maybe we otherwise couldn't. Um, in my practice in particular, uh, since I put a lot of focus on contract claims and insurance recovery, it's not uncommon at all to run across a client, maybe somebody in the mid- middle market, that 
you know, who just doesn't have the, the ready cash or doesn't want to spend the ready cash to go after that claim. And so litigation funding lets us partner with someone else to make that happen, you know, and, and make that feasible. So I'm really interested um, this year in trying to go after um, some folks who maybe have claims like that, some, that, that are interested in, uh, in a, a, a sort of a three-way deal to go and make that a reality and help, help you know, recover for their business and, um, and, you know, get some justice at the end of the day. Um, so in terms of where it's going, yeah, I, th- I think it's an incredible growth industry. Um, seems like there's a, there's a lot of folks that are getting into the game. And one of the things that I'm sort of focused on is trying to, to get to know various people and, and what they're looking for. You know, what's their idea of an investment grade case? Legalist, by the way, has been just super to deal with. Your folks are very friendly, um, get right to the point, and uh, are very, very clear. And I'm um, looking forward to a great relationship with you all as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Legalist is a tech-driven litigation finance firm that helps lawyers get paid. Rate our podcast and give us a review wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time.